Matt Mead is a visual storyteller at BombBomb, a video messaging company with the mission of rehumanizing digital communication. Matt is a narrative-focused video producer experienced in helping people and organizations develop and tell their stories. A few months back, I sat down with Matt for a conversation centered around technology and specifically social media. We're living in extraordinary times, and it's hard to appreciate because we're at ground zero. But you might have to go all the way back to the 1400s and the printing press to find a parallel for how a technological breakthrough is changing society, the culture, and the world itself. For the vast majority of people, the internet and the internet 2.0, social media, are less than 25 years old, and yet they've been a complete game changer. My own view is that the church and we as individual followers of Jesus have been slow to appreciate and adapt to this change when it comes to our mission of representing Christ well in the world. Many of us are late adopters when it comes to adjusting to the new reality of how technology is changing the social structure and how we communicate with one another. In this conversation, Matt and I talk about opportunities and challenges that technology has presented the church in the 21st century. We also spend some time discussing how all of us as everyday believers can be more mindful of how we live our faith throughout the week, especially when it comes to how we interact on social media. I think that these are fascinating topics, and I hope you enjoy and get a lot of value from my conversation with Matt. All right, well, Matt, welcome, or maybe I should uh, welcome myself to your house. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, thank you yeah. here in Colorado Springs, and I'm here with my friend Matt Mead, and we're going to have a, a discussion about church in the 21st century. We're also going to talk about technology and how that's really changed. It's been a game changer for uh, really worldwide, but certainly for those of us who live here in the States, and how we can be more mindful about living out our faith you know, throughout the week, including on social media and uh, using technology to, to share the message with others. So welcome, Matt, to the uh, podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. This is fun. Yes, yeah, so I, I wanted to start just by maybe uh, letting folks know a little bit more about you. You, know, you and I met, we were talking probably about eight years ago. Yeah, here probably around 2010. 2010. Yeah. Here in Colorado Springs, actually, I think so time. I was living in Los Angeles. I think when I met you, which yeah, I moved here in 2012. So I guess it was I don't know. My folks were with the Navigators, so I was doing some work uh, uh, for the military ministry at the time, which I connected to through my dad, who was uh, the uh, military director. So I was doing some work for the Navigators, and that's I met you somewhere along the line. Yeah, so here we are in 2018. Yeah, at the time, time <laughs> yeah, I was also working with the Navigators at that time, living in Washington State. Okay, that's right. And yeah. uh, we've kind of shuffled the, the the pieces around on the playing board here because now I'm down in San Diego, yeah. and you've moved from Los Angeles here to Colorado. Yeah, but uh, I've always really admired you um, and your heart for the Lord, but also your um, desire to see faith be relevant to everyday life mm -hmm. and uh, to be able to bring the, the story of the good news uh, into everyday life in, in ways that make sense to people. Mm -hmm. So why don't, uh, yeah, why don't you just share a little bit about what you're doing these days here in the Springs and give people a sense of, of your background? Yeah, so I've always been, I mean, been in love with story and video and how can we tell story? How can we tell stories well on video uh, in ways that meet people where they're at? Um, 
So right now I'm currently working for a tech company called BombBomb. Uh, they're a video messaging platform um, and uh, they're big into video email. So, you know, their, their, their key to success has been that, you know, people don't read emails as much these days just because we get so many. So if you send a video, people are way more likely to uh, actually open the email and receive your message, whatever you're trying to tell, tell them. Um, so that's been uh, BombBomb's key to success the past few years. And uh, so I work for them as their visual storyteller in their marketing department. So I help them uh, communicate their brand and uh, help them with their marketing through uh, story. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I one of the things that's really motivated us to to take on this project with Into the Harvest. There's a passage out of Luke chapter 16 where Jesus is talking about different Bibles. Sort of label this story in different ways, but sometimes it's, it's called the parable of the unrighteous steward, mm -hmm. and it's it's one of the most cryptic parables of Jesus, mm -hmm. I think, because the story is all about this this shady foreman who's working for a wealthy man, but he's cooking the books. And uh, so it, it all comes out that he's been dishonest and a, and a poor manager. And uh, so the, the, the wealthy owner says, look, um, you're done, you're fired. Uh, you know, you're, you're I'm, I'm letting you go. And it goes on to talk about how this, this unrighteous steward goes about cutting deals with people that, that owe his, Mm -hmm. his uh, his boss money and he does it so that once he loses his job he'll have friends on the outside that he can go to mm -hmm. and when Jesus explains this parable in, in Luke 16 he says that his master the, the wealthy man praised the unrighteous steward because he had acted shrewdly mm -hmm. and he went on to say that the sons of this age are more shrewd in relation to their own kind than the sons of light and then his his exhortation was, make friends for yourselves by means of worldly wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. And so the whole idea there was that we're on this earth for a short period of time, and there are opportunities, there are resources that we have that we can make friends using mm -hmm. things like technology, using the world system. Mm -hmm. So that when this, when this world, when our time on this earth is over, um, we'll have behaved in a way that, that makes friends for ourselves in the life to come. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the statement that Jesus makes that, that the sons of this age are more shrewd in relation to their own kind than the sons of light is actually a theme that I'd love to talk about. Because, you know, you've got companies like BombBomb that I think they recognize the value and the opportunity and the potential mm -hmm. for video and email, that these are tools mm -hmm. that are available to anyone to, to get out their message, to mm -hmm. do business. Build relationships. To build relationships. And they're, and they're doing that. They're mm -hmm. saying, hey, this is an opportunity. Let's take advantage mm -hmm. of it. And yet, um, like Jesus said, the sons of this age are more shrewd in relation Mm -hmm. to their own kind. Then the sons of light, there's there's a sense that I have that we in the church have been slow to recognize the opportunities that are mm -hmm. there with technology. Mm -hmm. So so I definitely want to go there, but maybe before we dive into the tech side of things, we can talk more generally about the state of the church 
as as we're now almost twenty years into the the twenty first century. Yeah. Um, what do you think we're What do you think we're doing that we that we could do a better job of in terms of connecting with uh, this generation as as the church and with the message of Jesus? Do you mean just in terms of kind of our posture toward this culture, or how we can use technology to reach them, or both? Well, well let's start with a... the culture. Just our posture. Okay. In yeah. general, towards towards culture as believers, yeah, and particularly for those of us in the states, I know that there are people outside of the states listening to this. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a big question. <laughs> that's what we're familiar <laughs> with. Yeah, um, I mean, as a as a storyteller, I always start to think. To, I always I, I always start thinking about you know how I'm going to communicate a message uh, through the frameworks of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. And you, you know that's that can be a really uh, that can be a really complicated thing in itself. Mm. Um, but I think the starting point for me is uh, who is my audience? Who are, who are the people? Like what is the demographic that I'm trying to reach? And uh, how do I how do I reach them? How do I communicate to them specifically? How can I say something that meets them in their daily lives in a way that is uh, accessible to them? I think that's the first, I think that's, I think a lot of communities get that struggle with that first step is like, how can I just uh, communicate something that people can relate to in their daily lives? Uh, I think for a lot, I think for, that's the reason why a lot of churches are just like intimidating to people because it's so foreign to them. Right. So outside of their daily lives, like how can we bring, how can we communicate to them where exactly where they're at and the routine and how they understand the world. So it starts with just, it starts with knowing your audience in a very intimate way and knowing their daily lives and what their desires and longings are and uh, you know, how they get through each day and then just uh, crafting your message from there. Um, you know, so that's, I think creating a good story starts with that creating moments in your story that create entry points into this greater narrative um, that ultimately is, you know, a faith. Uh, the meta narrative is a faith narrative, um, but no one's going to listen to you if there's not an entry point. Um, so creating those moments that your audience can identify with is uh, is essential. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love that, man. And I, I actually was talking with a friend recently where this is the great opportunity the great challenge that we have mm-hmm. as as messengers is we've got we've got the story mm-hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't change mm-hmm. but we also so on the one hand we've got that but on the other hand like like you just said we really need to know the audience that needs to hear that story mm-hmm. because we stand sort of in the middle between this the story that has been given to us mm-hmm. Uh, by Jesus and this audience that needs to hear the story, um, and I think that's actually a great way to think of it: is how how do we communicate? How do we tell mm-hmm. the story in a way that makes sense and is relevant mm-hmm. to the people? Yeah, and I mean that's exactly what Jesus did with the parables. He created these moments, these entry points into this greater narrative through the stories he told. So I mean, we're basically you know I'm trying to do the same thing. 
Um, you know, so that, that's how I try to think about it. Obviously, there's, you know, there's new context. This is a new context. Right. So we have to find the right stories and moments and entry points for uh, the current context of our communities and the people we're trying to reach. Yeah, I think um, when I think about this this point that we're talking about right now, I think historically the church here in the United States has put a huge premium on on knowing the story and making mm-hmm. sure that that we don't add to or take away from the story that mm-hmm. that that we've got good integrity mm-hmm. when it comes to this message of Jesus. I do feel that we probably haven't given enough attention to knowing our, our audience and being out among mm-hmm. our audience really understanding what are the questions they're they're asking because I sense that a lot of times we're offering answers to questions that people don't have mm-hmm. or we're offering solutions right. to problems. We don't really that, know them. We don't really right? know them. That's the yeah. problem. I mean, That's it's the, kind of like the good news, the yeah. gospel, the good news of Jesus. If nothing else, it should be good news. Like mm-hmm. it, it should, people should experience it as, oh, well, well, hey, that is good news. I don't necessarily believe in it, but right. I could see why for you that would be good news. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure that we're, we're necessarily always communicating it in a way that that comes across as right. as good news. So yeah. I like that idea of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's maybe move into some of the tech because this is another thing that I'm excited about. I feel like we're living in unprecedented times of Absolutely, opportunity. Yeah. One way I've thought about this is that the opportunity for one person or a small group of people to to have a disproportional impact on society at large um, has probably never been greater since the the printing press you know the printing press was sort yeah. of a world-changing technological right. breakthrough yeah. um, and I really believe that the internet and mm-hmm. social media is in a very similar way uh, a game changer on a world level right it's the yeah similar magnitude yeah yeah and I'm not sure that's another thing. I think everyone is trying to come to terms yeah. with, well, what are the uh, the implications of this? Right. Even as we're all sort of experiencing it. In, right. In our we're figuring lives. it out as we go. It's so big. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's and it's still where I feel like we're still just at the at the starting line of it. It's just going to keep growing and changing. And uh, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, definitely. And and this is sort of moving more into your wheelhouse with with video and storytelling, using video, using social media. Mm-hmm. So w- what are some things that you think, some opportunities that you see for us as believers today when it comes to technology? All Here's sorts of opportunities. <laughs> yeah, where to start? Yeah, so I, I think there's two kind of two different spaces you can operate in. One is just the uh, the interpersonal relationships, which is always going to be, you know, a central part of our lives and, you know, the way we build communities and, um, you know, the, the, the most important relationships in our life, we're going to seek to be face to face with people and interpersonal. So I think we can use like, so BombBomb uses uh, the company I work for, BombBomb, um, they do, they kind of help facilitate that through email by like, if you can't get face to face, 
then our software allows you to record a quick video message, send it instantly to them through whatever platform works best for you to get face-to-face instead of writing a text message because mm-hmm. you communicate better when you're communicating with your face. You know, yeah. we're designed to talk with their faces. And, um, and so that's, you know, where their success has come from. And I think that's always going to be a central part of communication. I think that's going to be the, you know, always going to be the core part of communication is trying to get face-to-face with people because at the end of the day it's like you know i text a friend because i'm trying to figure out a good time to meet up with them so we can be face to face and have a real conversation because that's where the best that's when the most meaningful conversations happen usually Mm -hmm. Uh, or that's where the easiest context that's the easiest context to have meaningful conversations right um and uh, so there there's that space of just like how can we maintain meaningful face-to-face uh um, relationships and then there's the bigger part um, of, you know, like thinking about it from a brand perspective. Yeah. It's like, what is your, what's the story of your brand and how do you communicate that using um, social media and technology? Um, and that's a way more complicated thing. Um, and that requires, uh, like we talked about, knowing your audience, like knowing your audi- audience really well mm-hmm. so that you can craft these stories that they can identify with. And then they, you know, through the stories, they can connect with your brand and understand uh, what you're trying to, you know, what your product is or, you know, what your, your message is, what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I kind of think about in terms you know, when I think about technology and how I use technology to communicate i think think about it at those two levels like am i trying to have an interpersonal conversation with someone you know what technology do i have to best facilitate that right Right. now and um what is my brand and how am i trying to communicate that to the masses yeah um yeah well i think i think that second one maybe let's let's talk a little bit more about that yeah Yeah, because i think when some people hear the word brand they think well I don't have a brand. I'm just Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a Facebook page or a Facebook profile. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I'm on Twitter, but it's just me, an individual. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, I don't. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you say that everyone actually does have a brand? I mean, if you're on social media, in a sense, yeah, you do have a you, brand. Yeah, you have. Yeah, your brand is essentially your identity, what you're kind of the core of who you are that you're portraying on social media. Um, and I mean, it's a little more strategic than that. If you're being right. intentional about your brand, then um, then it you know it it should be something like uh, what's something that's like true about yourself right. that connects to the masses. Yeah, because that's what allows people to connect with you. That's what makes you accessible to people. Right. Um, so, and that can be all sorts of things. You know, you kind of have to look at yourself and see, like, oh, this is just who I am, and it makes me accessible to the people around me. And so, that's a good thing to build a brand on. Yeah. Well, I think this is uh, this is something that I, I want to to maybe hang out on for just a minute mm-hmm. because, again, we're all sort of learning on the fly when yeah. it comes to technology and social media things are changing so rapidly that you know if we could jump in a time machine and go back to 2005 i mean the the the, different world different world i mean the number of people i mean handheld devices and the universality of of smartphones Mm -hmm. with instant access to social media platforms 
And all of us have sort of unknowingly or unconsciously evolved over the past 10, 15 years mm-hmm. in this, uh, this technological uh, milieu yeah, revolution. without even really thinking about it. But in a sense, and brand is probably not the, the best word. Some people might, might sort of back away from that. But what I'm, what I'm thinking about with that word is the same thing that Paul talked about in Colossians chapter 4 mm-hmm. when he told the believers, you know, 2,000 years ago, this was a relevant topic. He said, conduct yourselves with wisdom mm-hmm. toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. Let your mm-hmm. speech always be with grace, mm-hmm. seasoned, as it were, with salt, so that you may know how you should respond to each person. So this has always been, I think, a relevant topic that conduct yourself with wisdom. So so give some thought to mm-hmm. to how you're projecting yourself because in a mm-hmm. sense that's what's happening on platforms mm-hmm. like social media or Twitter or Instagram. You know, your conduct your your conduct is being projected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says do that with wisdom. Give give some thought to how you're about to hit send, you're about to post something. Why are you posting that? Who are you hoping will see it? Mm-hmm. What are you hoping their response will be? Does it align with your life as a follower of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, so conduct yourself with wisdom. And then he says, let your speech be with grace, seasoned with salt. Mm-hmm. And I heard once someone say, you know, salt is something that needs to be sprinkled, sprinkled onto some sort of main dish. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just gave someone a spoonful of salt, it would not be appealing. <laughs> right. And so that's sort of the other the other extreme with social media is that you don't want to just constantly be uh, pouring salt. Right. You know, just nonstop, heavy spiritual stuff. Yeah. But so, so do you have any thoughts uh, from your own experience or observations about how we as believers can be more thoughtful to how we engage with social media? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, as believers, the meta-narrative is, you know, the Christ narrative of uh, um, forgiveness and restoration and um, um, and following the life of Christ. Um, And uh, so when we think about that in terms of the content we're creating, um, I think, yeah, in terms of just like a strategy on uh, what it looks like to create that content, I always think about like, what is the pillar content mm-hmm. that we're just preaching every day? Right. Um, and, uh, and uh, w- you know, so identify what that message is for you and your context and your communities. And, uh, and just keep, I mean, I think it's persistence is essential. You have to just keep preaching it and then you have to structure it in a way that's accessible because we have so many platforms now. You know, if you just think about social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, those are the two big ones. We have Snapchat, Twitter. Um, So how do we structure, you know, how do we structure that content so that we can put it out there in a way that's accessible to uh, so the people, because that's where the people are. They're on social media now. Right. For better or for worse, <laughs> that's where they are. Right. Um, so how do we make the, our pillar content, that core message that we're just consistently preaching, um, how do we break that down in ways that's accessible and builds back toward uh, the pillar content? Um, and that can look like also, that can look like what we're doing now. Like this a podcast can be your pillar content. You meet with someone, you have a conversation with them and you record it. 
and then you break that down into sound bites that you can post on is like you know Instagram stories or Facebook posts and uh, making it as accessible as possible to whoever your audience is in whatever context that is. Hmm. Um, yeah, and that's that's I mean that's kind of the way I try to think about it in terms of social media strategy is you know identify what your message is, structure that as your core content that you're just ongoing with and continuing right. that conversation with different people. Right. Um, and that's the meta narrative and then breaking that down in accessible chunks that people can access. And then, you know, if that's, if it's engaging content, they'll want more of it and then they'll follow it back up to the core, uh, you know, the uh, pillar content. And, um, and then that's like, you know, once you, that's, that's where your audience develops from. They're, right. they're, they're the ones who follow that pillar content because they value the, you know, the, the content that you're creating for them on whatever platform they're on. Absolutely. Well, this is, I, I think this is fascinating. This is maybe just mm -hmm. um, something that I would love people to think about is, you know, when you think about social media in particular, because mm -hmm. that's, you're right. You know, I go into a public place, whether it's a coffee shop or the airport, mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter. Uh, I could be driving down the road mm -hmm. and people are on their phones. Mm -hmm. um, so you see that this is where people's attention is mm -hmm. uh, at this moment in history yeah. and, and including us, uh, you know, we also are there in that space, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, I think is fascinating is that we tend to be content consumers and that's that I think that's how we we think about ourselves. Most of us think of ourselves mm -hmm. as, well, I'm going to be on Facebook or I'm going to be on Instagram uh, consuming content. But you're also a content producer because, I mean, if you're putting things out right. on Facebook. Yeah, if you have an Instagram account, you're a, you're a producer. <laughs> so, and that's, yeah. a, that's a total mind shift for most of yeah. us where maybe, especially for those of us my age who grew up with TV, you know, it was really a one-way conversation right. where we're we're taking in whatever mm -hmm. content is being put out. Right. But social media is a different animal, and so you're consuming and you're you're contributing right. uh, content. And so, for those of us who have faith, it, it really is a fascinating thing. I, I think some people they don't maybe they don't even realize that you're, you're putting out a message, mm -hmm. and if if you're putting out a post that is is very pro Christ, pro Bible, mm -hmm. pro gospel, and then a day later, or maybe even a few hours later, you're putting out a a post that is out of sync mm -hmm. with with that previous post. Right. Then there, there's a there's a problem. Right. A harsh political <laughs> comment, perhaps. Yeah. Very easy to do on social media. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and sometimes it's commenting on someone else's. Right. So yeah. we just have to be a lot more yeah. shrewd. You know, yeah. as, as yeah. sons of the light, we have to be much more aware that social media is a real place, a real space in life mm -hmm. that most of us are are living in. Mm -hmm. And it's a place of great opportunity, but it's, yeah. it's also a place where we can be un, un, unintentionally communicating the wrong thing mm -hmm. or a contradictory message. Yeah, it's a complicated context because, you know, it's it's a platform that we can kind of hide behind sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we can say things 
you know, we can bully and not have to do it face to face. Yeah. So since it's not like it's not as interpersonal, you can you you would say things that you might not other you might not otherwise say in a, in a different context. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's shifting. I think it's going. I think you know, technology has kind of you know arguably gone in this negative direction, or it's created the space. Mm-hmm. Where we can be really mean to each other without, you know, with very limited repercussions, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's shifting back towards this more interpersonal, yeah, uh, more face-to-face kind of context. Where, and you see that with like companies like BombBomb, where it's like now the, the primary form of communication is with your face again. Hmm. So you're not typing like mean words to someone. If you're going to say something mean, you're actually going to have to say it with your face, which is a lot harder to do. Isn't that because, interesting? Yeah. Um, cause you really have to mean it, you know, and you know, it forces you to confront who you really are if you're going to actually say that to someone. Um, and you see that on like Facebook with Facebook live, if you're going to go live mm-hmm. to all the people where they can interact with you in real time, then, you know, that's more of a face to face thing. And, uh, Instagram recently introduced this thing where you can go live on Instagram and then actually bring someone into your live feed mm-hmm. as a kind of like a zoom meeting type thing where you're talking face to face with someone and broadcasting that live on Instagram for other people to follow. And so there's been, there's this shift back more toward like uh, interpersonal face to face communication. And, you know, I think that's, we're going to keep seeing it shift back to that, which is a great thing. Uh, and it, that should be a great thing for the church too, because mm-hmm. that opens up just all sorts of opportunities to be authentic and create these moments and these, you know, make yourself accessible to the masses. And that's super exciting uh, to me. And like Bomb uh, Bomb is they're doing their first conference next summer, and it's called Rehumanize. And it's the the main question is, you know, how can we use technology to rehumanize our communication versus dehumanize it where i feel like with email and stuff and texting Hmm. you know it's it's you know it's been amazing how that's allowed us to just the the immediacy of communication right but it's kind of been dehumanizing in the sense that it's uh taken us away from the face-to-face communication and so now i think communication technology is slowly shifting back toward the face-to-face communication and you see that with, you know, the phone, the cameras on our phones are incredible now. We can, zoom, we can talk to people face-to-face whenever we want now through a Zoom meeting or FaceTime or Skype or whatever. And there's just going to be more and more opportunities to do that with, uh, with these new uh, communication technologies. So, and then, so if you're thinking about these new opportunities that are going to continue to grow and emerge, you think about that in terms of what kind of story are you telling and uh, what kind of moments are you going to create with those opportunities that allow people to come into your life and, uh, you know, live, live that story out with you. And, um, yeah, it's to me, to me as a storyteller, that's super exciting. And, uh, you know, and it's, you know, there's going to be so many, uh, there, there's such an abundance of opportunities on the horizon that it's going to be, um, yeah, I mean, the person, whoever can, understand and harness this technology is going to it knows how to tell the the right stories with this technology is going to be the they're going to be the leaders you know and 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 the great thing is that those those leaders are almost certainly going to emerge you know from 
from nowhere or, or from from off the right grid. well yeah like these youtube celebrities who like you know the youtube even the playing field with the in the entertainment industry right. because all of the all of a sudden everyone was a production company everyone could be a celebrity right. you just had to tell the right story and know your audience and make right. yourself accessible to them but i think that's maybe that's probably a good place to kind of wrap things up is that for most of us we don't want to be a YouTube personality. You know, we don't want to be. A Sometimes that's how it starts, company. though. You don't want <laughs> yeah. to. But some people just, you know, they make their, themselves so accessible uh, in the right context that it just happens. Yeah. Oh, and, true. True. Yeah, that's well, kind of the viral. That's how virality happens. Absolutely. Um, like the Chewbacca mom a few years back, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't expecting it. There's but, so many, the, so many of these niche niche audiences all over the place that you can just stumble upon sometimes. But, but I, I think even for the most introverted, you know, unassuming person among us, some of what we've talked about, I think, mm-hmm. is 100 percent relevant because the idea of knowing the message, mm-hmm. knowing that that meta story, and then knowing how to pick the right moments as entry points and then also being connected to your audience, you know, knowing what are the questions they're mm-hmm. asking, what are the problems that they're up against and and trying to bridge that gap between the message mm-hmm. and the people who, who need to hear it is relevant whether you're on social media or not. But most of us are on social media and so to be more thoughtful, to, to just understand that it really is changing mm-hmm. and, you know, human interaction is changing there's going to be some things that will never change like i like how you said you know face to face is still the ultimate yeah. in, in the way of interacting you know we yeah. had the chance to sit down tonight you know we mm-hmm. talked about doing it over video and i'm glad that you uh suggested hey let's just let's, let's grab it yeah. tonight we can sit down here at the table yeah. but you know the, the the changes that are happening with the internet and with social media you know, this really is kind of a one-way street. We're moving forward from this point. And so mm-hmm. to to learn how to begin to relate you mm-hmm. know, well in this space, I think, is, is good for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, and that can be a hard thing for a lot of us because a lot of us have, have been raised on, you know, email and texting and these kind of, you know, these platforms that don't necessarily, uh, you know, and not that like, you know, you can write beautiful things that can create, you know, incredible intimacy in a relationship. But that doesn't come as intuitively as, mm. you know, just getting face to face with someone where you can actually see their face and feel their emotions. And, you know, you know, 95 percent of what you say is actually not the words coming out of your mouth. Right. It's everything else. Right. Um, and unless you're like a poet, you know, and there's some great poets out there, but most of us aren't poets. Uh, it's easier for us to have, you know, meaningful communication by getting face to face. And so I think that's the bottom line. And so making that transition, though, is difficult because, you know, you know, for the past 10, 20 years, most of us have been, you know, we spend hours behind our computer typing up emails that's not a super interpersonal context, but yet we're still communicating to other people. Um, and so we're, I, I think we're in a period where we're shifting back to hmm. a more authentic way of communication um, by you know, through technology that's now 
allowing us to be face to face, you know, with anyone, anytime at a whole new level. Even if you're not in the same time and space, like, you know, BombBomb's built this company around the fact that you can send a message to someone and then they can read it on demand whenever they have a free moment. And that's part of the challenge now is that we, you know, we're busy, right. you know, if you, if you can schedule a Zoom meeting, that's great. And you can get face to face in real time. If you don't have that luxury in that time, then, you know, you can still send a video and get face to face that way and still have meaningful conversations. So I think we're pushing, we're, you know, we're slowly pushing our technology back to this kind of basic form of communication that we were, how we were designed to talk to each other. Uh, and, you know, you know, being face to face and, uh, you know, even thinking about like, even at the brand level, at the end of the day, your audience doesn't want just like a meta narrative and like something, you know, that's enough for people to connect with. But if you can reach out to people individually, yes. like the most, the most successful social media campaigns, the, uh, the managers of the social media are, are actually messaging their audience individual messages and that's like that's hard to do and it requires to do that right you have to know your you have to know who you're talking to in a way that you know is authentic otherwise you know it's just spam it's just noise mm, right. we have enough noise right. so the first step to everything is actually genuinely knowing your audience to the point where you're like in the trenches of life with them right. and so when you reach out to them you're accessible you know if you're if you're just acting like you're accessible, but really you're kind of, you know, in your own world and don't really care, people are going to, people are going to sense that immediately. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's, if you want to ruin your brand fast, that's yeah. the way to do it is try to reach out to people in a way that's not authentic, in a way that doesn't understand where they're really at in life. So it all, it all starts with just knowing, knowing the people, knowing, knowing the people around you, your community, your audience. In, a, in an intimate way and understanding where where they're at in life and what they're going through. And if you can do that, then that's a great starting point for building a story and connecting with them. Yeah, I, I think of it as, you know, a lot of what you're talking about has, has really always been true. Mm -hmm. It's just we've got this whole new medium or this whole new reality for human right. interaction that most of us are still grappling with. And yeah. so I guess that's what I would uh, want to say here is here at the end is you know this is where our world is at we have a tremendous opportunity because we live during this time so mm -hmm. you know don't be don't be too hard on yourself but also don't don't be too thoughtless that mm -hmm. that uh, all of this technology that most of us are engaged with is really providing opportunities mm -hmm. but what hasn't changed is you know be a genuine person yeah you know, know, know your message and then communicate it faithfully. Uh, and sometimes that that's a, a matter of choosing not to post certain things as mm -hmm. much as it is choosing to post something. Right. And then, yeah, engage with people in, in an authentic way. Right. Take yeah. The value, the values of communication haven't changed. It's still all about, you know, empathy, humility, like you need these things to have real a meaningful connection with someone and like that hasn't changed but now we have these new platforms and new these new technologies that allow to allow us to do this at a whole new level right so like the fun if you you know the fundamentals are the same if you can do that like some some of bomb bombs 
best customers are these old school guys who just know how to have real real relationships with people and they've been doing that their whole lives in their businesses and in their communities and now they're using the software to do the exact same thing and you know and so that's you know the beauty of now is that we're going to have more and more platforms just to be you know be genuine with people and you know communicate with humility and empathy and if you can do those things and understand who you are and how that connects to the people around you then that's kind of the foundation for everything and then from there it's just understanding the tools and you know understanding your story thanks for listening to the podcast you can help us reach more people by going to itunes subscribing and leaving a review and if you like what we're doing here tell a friend about us In an age of social media, word of mouth is still the most powerful way to spread the message.